Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. If you stand there next to somebody who's hours away from dying and you can hear them saying, I wish I had done this, that'll change your whole world. Very active starting a business. It takes a lot of gumption. I really want to dig in deep, figure out what makes these people tick, how they are leveraging their success to make the rest of the world a better place. You know, maybe have a couple of giggles along the way. From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Kilroy Report, the podcast that shares the stories of entrepreneurs and agency owners doing extraordinary things in an ordinary world. Now here's your host, Tim Kilroy. Hey everybody, I'm here with Chris Martinez of Dude Agency. I am so excited to talk to him and uh, because, first of all, look at his hat, cup. I'm probably, there's probably tattoos that say that somewhere. Uh, but I can't show you those, but I do have the mouse pad. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is clearly Tijuana is swag central. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, good. that's good to know. Um, next time I'm there, um, you know, which I haven't been to Tijuana in, I don't know. I don't know, like 35 years, but uh, I'm sure it's- uh, You're due. You're overdue. Chris, tell me about Dude Agency. What, what, what do you guys do? What's your, what's your reason for being here? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. What's our reason for being here? Well, we'll get, I'm actually we'll very that. passionate about our mission too. So I'll explain that in a second. But, you know, so what we say, like our value proposition or whatever, is we give digital agencies the people and processes so that they can take on more website and funnel projects and uh, scale profitably. But if you kind of put us into like a category that, uh, that exists, it would be like outsourcing. But uh, the, what, what we do is so much more than outsourcing, you know, so I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish. But yeah, I guess like you could say that we do web, web development and design outsourcing. Right. But, but, like, but, you would, but you attack it in a white label way mostly, right? We work with digital agencies, right? So most digital agencies, they're amazing at selling. They're amazing at doing the strategy. Those are both actually things that they really like. And where they struggle is when it comes to actually getting the work done and doing the implementation and all the operations side. So we fill in that gap where they struggle by giving them the people, you know, so if it's building out a website or a landing page or doing some sort of ad campaign and we need assets created or whatever, we give them the people to do that. Um, And then we also give them the processes so that they can streamline things and get stuff done more efficiently. How did dude come to be? What was, how did you think like, oh, this is the spot that we, that, that we can take up? Like the, yeah. The, uh, so, you know, I started an agency way back in 2012. Um, I was actually coming off of a failed business and I started learning about internet marketing and maybe some of your listener, listeners can relate to this. So I needed a website. I didn't have any money. I, was, I never grew up technical. I'm not, I still don't consider myself a very technical person, but I wanted to build a website. And my friend goes, hey, like, why don't you check out WordPress? And I'm like, what the heck is WordPress? So I Googled it, right? And this is actually before like YouTube was super popular. And I found these online videos that showed you how to build a WordPress website. So I built my first WordPress website over the course of a weekend by watching these, the, it wasn't even YouTube, by watching these online videos. 
And so that was kind of like my start. And then I started building more websites and then I started learning about traffic and I actually hired Russell Brunson had a coaching program way back then in the early 2010, like that's 2009. A, Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels fame. Russell Brunson that everybody knows from ClickFunnels. He had a coaching program, program called Dotcom Secrets. And so I invested in a coach. I was paying this guy $500 a month and he was uh, one of Russell Brunson's like, I don't know, teachers or whatever. Yeah. And so he, he was teaching me how to drive traffic. Then eventually I started working for an online marketing company and they didn't do websites. And so I was like, hey, I got this idea. You know, uh, I partnered with a guy who had a team in the Philippines and we just started, right? We started yeah. selling, I started selling websites. You know, we were building them through our team in the Philippines. And then fast forward to 2015, you know, I'm, I'm living in San Diego and the Philippines with the time zone and, you know, the communication challenges, same challenges that everybody has with working with uh, Philippines or anywhere overseas, really, I was having. And I was like, man, I can't grow if I don't find another solution couldn't really hire the people that I needed in the States because we just didn't have the budget for that. Yeah. And so I'm living in San Diego. I'm like, hey, I wonder if I can find people, you know, 15 minutes south across the border down in Tijuana, Mexico. It was like, I bet you I could, you know, took the leap of faith, went across the border. We set up a Mexican company, started finding people. And then once we figured this whole thing out, um, it was like an absolute game changer for the agency. So we grew, we had over 200 clients on retainer. I was managing everything with just five people. Um, it was awesome. And then 2017 now, uh, I, I'm like, you know, the agency's doing what I wanted it to do, but I was just kind of feeling a little bit empty inside. Like I wasn't loving it the way that I thought that I would. And um, so I, I listened to this podcast interview of Russ Perry, who started Design Pickle. Yeah. Um, hopefully you're familiar, familiar with Design Pickle. They do unlimited graphic right. design, great service. Highly recommend them, by the way. So I'm listening to this podcast of Russ and I'm like, man, I could totally do this, but using, using our team in Mexico and doing design and development for agencies because nobody ever thinks to go down to Mexico. Now it is, it is like, it's very of the moment. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of US tech companies who are leveraging, uh, leveraging just across the border talent. Yeah, b big ones. Big yeah. ones have actually been down here for a long time, but digital agencies, you know, haven't really, they, they, for whatever reason, that we all think to go to India or Philippines or, you know, Europe, or sometimes people are going down to South America. Nobody ever just like, oh, why don't I just go down to Mexico? So I decided to create Dude, basically, um, after listening to that podcast. And uh, the name actually came, it just kind of came to me. And dude, was, no way. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm from Southern California, so we use Dude like every other word. Right. Um, but I had read this book called Selling the Invisible by Harry Beckwith, like, I don't Great know, book. 12 years ago, right? The only thing that I remember from that book is that he said that Americans love companies with the ooh sound, like Google and Yahoo and Uber. <laughs> I'm like, what can I call it? And it just kind of came to me because like, dude is such a common word and everybody's like, oh, I got a guy, I got a dude, you know, this dude helped me out with this. Yeah, sure. And it actually stood for something. So it stood for digital updates done by experts at the beginning. All right. Now, now everybody just loves dude. So I don't ever have to say that, but it also, it totally fits in with the bro marketer meme of the moment, right? Yeah. You know, dude. You know, like, yeah. We all use the word dude, you know, everybody, all digital agencies, like I was telling you before we actually jumped on digital agency owners have like the biggest hearts. You know, they're always super nice for the most part. They're super nice. They're super cool. We want to help our clients passionate about what we do. You know, for the most part, we're not trying to build, build, you know, some massive like Walmart of digital marketing. We want to have a great lifestyle. And um, so the word dude just kind of, it's, it's just very, 
it fits, right? So right, and it's and it's 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 easy to remember. It's evocative, yeah, and, and it's it's fun to say. You know, you can say we, get, it when you're we make cool stuff. Yeah. You know, we right. put dude cool. on cool on hats, and right. <laughs> and everybody exactly. wants one. Right. So, yeah. yeah totally. it's been- All right. So so, uh, and 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 once you made the shift to uh, you know going across the border, really quickly, like how did you get clients, and what kind of growth have you seen? So the very first thing that we did, you know, because uh, I learned very early on that a lot of the stuff that you try is not going to work. So I'm like, I got this idea. I think it's going to work. You know, I am a digital agency owner, so I know how to communicate with our audience. I, yeah. I, I feel like I understand their pain points. So I'm like, let's just run some ads and let's see what's going on. So we just ran Facebook ads. And I started creating all these dude. crazy, yeah, these crazy dude ads. Um, like I was, like a couple of them, I wore like this Batman mask that I had. And then I, I started wearing this wrestler mask that I had. And the wrestler mask one actually got a lot of. Well, that's uh, actually that's the, that's the first time I saw you was it was in a, a wrestler mask. Yeah, see, so that that's what stuck. And then at first, I was kind of afraid about saying that we were in Mexico because let's be honest, there's not a lot of positive things that comes out about Mexico. It's mainly like right. negative. And so I was like, you know what? After a while, I was just like, screw it. Like, let's just go all in. We are in Mexico. I'm wearing this mask. We're totally different and fun. Um, and I embraced it, right? And so everybody was like, okay, cool. You know, this is, makes sense. You do have a handful of people who are like, eh, Mexico, I don't know about that. But most people are like, oh my God, like that's so cool. Why didn't I think of that? Right, exactly. So that, that really ended up paying off for us. Yeah. So yeah, so we ran Facebook ads to get our first clients, kind of like prove the concept. Um, I went to one event that Digital Marketer held in Austin where it was all agency owners, yep. um, kind of prove the concept there. And then we went out and we invested, you know, like 10,000 bucks and we went to the Traffic and Conversion Summit. We got a booth, which was a huge risk and it was very scary at the time. Yeah, sure. Um, but that paid off, you know, huge. So that, that's what helped us in 2018 to basically go from five to 29 people in about nine months. Um, yeah. And so now we've got like 40, 40, 41 or something. Right. And, and you're a billionaire and you like <laughs> Definitely not a billionaire, but, uh, well, this is the secret is everybody's a millionaire. You just got to change the currency. A <laughs> uh, 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 perfect perspective, like appreciating what you, you what, appreciating what you have. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is the, like one of the things is like when I started my agency, the thought of hiring people like terrified me. Like I never wanted to do that. And then once I kind of had a perspective shift and I realized that, you know, these are the people that are going to help me to achieve the things that I want to do. And we have like a, such a bigger mission now. Yeah. Like I love hiring. I love all the people that we're able, I feel like it's an honor that we get to employ these people here in the office. And uh, that's really helped us <clears throat> to grow as well as just embracing our people because, you know, I, I tell them all the time, I was like, our people are the most important thing that we have. Like, yeah. You know, WordPress could explode and never happen right. again and with these people we'll be able to reinvent ourselves let's talk a little bit about perspective we don't really focus so much on on specific tactics in my discussions here right because mm-hmm. like that's that's what youtube is for like if you <laughs> need to tell like go ahead you can like any tactic in the world someone has already made a loom video about it and i think you've, you've taught us uh some some things today about really about perspective you know about like f- flipping the script so you know you went from being afraid of mexico to saying well screw it we're you know this we're we're we are mexico um and and you know and you've flipped from 
from sort of being afraid of hiring people. And, and I know that you have a, a very, a very particular way that you hire people that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. But what I really want to focus on is what, what helps you keep the perspective that, you know, that lets you get over those, those fears. Like what's, what, what, like what are the, what, what are the parts of, of your life that really allow you to think like, you know what, if I take this risk and I fail, I'm still great. I'm still okay. I, I learned this lesson about, well, it's 2020 now, so like 11 years ago, right? So my dad died of cancer in 2007, three days before my 27th birthday. He had pancreatic cancer. He was diagnosed and dead in a month. And that just absolutely floored me. Um, totally like, you know, went into was super depressed and like, it was just a very, very difficult time for me. Um, and it was just right around the time where like, you know, I, I, I had a really kind of a difficult childhood and it was right around the time when me and my dad were starting to connect on a level where I was like, not little kid anymore. Right. Like I was starting to do things at work and like, you know, I could see what he was doing and we were just starting to see eye to eye on a much different level. And then he died, you know, and I felt like he was taken away for, he was ripped away from me unfairly. Um, and so went through a couple of years of very, very, you know, dark times where I didn't know if I was going to make it. Right. So I ended up going to therapy and that really helped change my life. And I started to see things in a different light. And, and one of the things that was pretty surprising for me is that, you know, I thought that a lot of these people that I really cared about, that I was like considered like great friends, I thought they were going to be there for me during this time. Not to say that I was very pleasant to be around, so I don't blame anybody for anything, but I was just expecting something different. And I always, I I cared a lot about what other people thought. Yeah. And after that experience and going through that, I just realized it's like, you know, people got their own stuff going on. Nobody really cares about what's going on with you that much. So just do it. Like if you're going to fail, just fail. Like it's not a huge deal. And then after, you know, um, the the other thing that happened is like, you know, I, I, my dad died. I started this soccer magazine and uh, I lost all my money. And so, you know, that's like an obvious transition, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, so I lost all my money through the soccer magazine. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'd pissed off all my friends. So I was like super alone or I felt very alone. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like when I started going to therapy and started figuring out all these things that were going on that I needed to resolve, you know, these emotions and things that I, I, I had to face them. And I just really what the therapy did for me is it just gave me tools that I could use to manage these emotions and these experiences. And so I used that and that's what kind of like shifted my perspective on a lot of things. And I was like, dude, like I saw the regret in my dad's eyes when he died for a lot of the things that he didn't get to do. And I I consider that a blessing because I don't feel like a lot of people get to do that. Like if you stand there next to somebody who's hours away from dying and you can hear them saying, I wish I had done this, that'll change your whole world. Right. So, you know, and that's when I was like, you know what, screw this. I'm just going to go for it. And then, you know, like, like anything, like exercise, for example, first time you do it, it's going to hurt. Right. And then you get better at it and you start to rebound a whole lot faster. And I think that as I've um, now, you know, that we have dude, the more I invest in myself being a better leader, the more, the quicker I can rebound from all these obstacles. Because over the past year, like we've dealt with more crap than you would possibly (laughs) imagine. And there's always things that are coming up, right? Every single day. Like, you know, I would say like 
30 to 50% of my days is, is spent fixing problems and right, things. Because like the next time something goes as planned will be the first time, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we're, you know, we're basically inventing this. Nobody else is in Mexico doing what we're doing. Yeah. You know, it's, we're the first ones. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I think that just, you know, that experience with my dad going to therapy, really like identifying that, you know, nobody gives a shit. I'm just going to do whatever I want anyways. And then just pushing forward and then just, you know, over time getting better at bouncing back from the, from the right. obstacles. Right. You do give a shit, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I care about what other people, but I don't expect that everybody's going to like, that's that's, not going to be a parade if I do anything amazing. And likewise, there's not going to like be a, a a riot with people holding pitchforks and, and right. You know, uh, tiki torches, (laughs) you know, if I do something wrong, just go forward, just move forward, just do it. So your prospect says, send me a proposal. Gulp. No, what are you going to do? You can just like dash something off. Are you going to grab something from the interwebs? No way. You were too good for that. Get my perfect proposal framework, and that gives you the best way to make your proposal stand up, stand out, and help you close more business. Get it for free right now at www.theperfectproposal.co. Again, that's www.theperfectproposal.co. So it's clear how you give a shit at work, right? You give a shit oh, about yeah. your clients, like, and you care about your employees. Uh, you care about your swag, you know, that stuff, right? <laughs> right. But, but the, there's, there's, there's more to this, right? You, you actually take, you know, the, you take those, those lessons that you've learned that you've just eloquently described how it sort of removes the fear from your, your, your business life. Uh, how do you take those lessons and, and apply them other places? You know, I, I actually, when I started my agency way back in 2012, I kind of had this notion that, you know, if something bad were to happen to me, uh, what would happen to this business? So yep. I tried to, to set it up so that it could, could run if, uh, you know, worst case scenario, I died or something, or even if I got hurt. And that's why we always had re- residual revenue, like recurring revenue. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that same year, actually, 2012, I was introduced through this charity. Um, it's a small charity in LA. It's called Walk With Sally. And it's basically like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and it pairs up kids who've had a parent or a sibling or something, somebody who's being diagnosed or has died of cancer. And they pair them up with a mentor, an adult, uh, an adult who's gone through a similar experience. So obviously, my dad died of cancer. Patrick's mom was, di- um, was dying of cancer at that time. She'd been battling breast cancer for about four years. So this was June of 2012. I launched my agency in, I think it was like April of 2012. What happened is that um, Patrick's mother got really, really sick right around, um, well, it was actually the Sunday, no, the Saturday before Thanksgiving of 2012. She said, hey, I got to talk to you. And I was, it was just like one of those things where you just know something bad is coming. So I spoke to her a couple of days later. She said, I'm not responding to my latest round of chemo. Um, they don't know how much time I have left. And basically, you know, like three days later, we had to sit the kids down, let them know that what was going on and that their mom was going to die. So, um, you know, they didn't really have a Thanksgiving that year. Yeah. They, um, and then she died, you know, like a week later. It was December 8th, 2012 is when she passed away. And so, you know, I made a promise to her that I always would always look after the kids. Um, so, 
you know, it, it was a very, very challenging time for, for Patrick. He was just 13 years old. His sister was uh, 10, but he got through school and he and I are still, you know, we still talk and actually um, he's turning 21 in February. So we've always had a plan that we were going to go celebrate. I turned 40 last week. Um, so Happy my, birthday. Thank you very much. So my 40th and his 21st, we had always planned that we were going to go celebrate it in Vegas. So we're actually planning that um, end of February. So we'll be that's, that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, that definitely puts things into perspective as well, you know, and it gives the business and uh, really like your life a whole new sense of meaning and purpose. We are way so far outside of agency world at the moment, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, if you had not had that, that, um, uh, that almost resolution with your dad, that almost sort of, uh, you know, uh, long connection with your dad, uh, if you hadn't had a peek at that, and and sort of seen or seen what you what what could have been with your your relationship. Do you think you would have been able to in, invest into Patrick in the way that you did have Will? Mm, well, the trajectory of my life would be much much different. I don't think that you know I would be well. I definitely wouldn't be the person that I am now. Yeah. And I think that you can take this with any negative thing that happens to you. Um, is you, you basically have a choice. This is one of the things that I learned from therapy. No matter what happens, you always have a choice of how you're going to respond. Right. So you can decide if you're going to let that kill you or you can use it to motivate you to go forward and do something positive. Um, and so, you know, had I not lost my dad, I wouldn't have learned that lesson in the same way probably. And yeah. I definitely wouldn't have been introduced to Patrick, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to give credit for all the good things because of all the bad things that have happened. Right. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously I wish that I could do a lot of things better or differently, but I can't. I do the best with what I have now and I'm constantly trying to, you know, make those people proud. So, <laughs> Doing so, my best. Yeah, so let's let's pu- let's pull it back to um to to uh the exciting world of of agencies and web development and WordPress mastery and design for for just a second. So, so tell me a little bit about the way that you that the way you hire people, because I think it's it's sort of very it's it it sort of fits in with this, you know you're do you like you're trying to do the very best and create the right circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so like as we've grown, this is another thing that I've learned is like the importance of having a great company culture, and um, you know I highly recommend the book Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea if you haven't read it yet. Even if you're a small team or you don't even have a team, it's definitely a book that you need to read. And then as you start to grow, read it again because it'll have more meaning. Um, And so, you know, as our company started to grow, we started to hire more people. And we'd always been kind of like on this track where, you know, we're just going to find somebody with the technical skills and then we'll integrate them into our processes and it'll work out. That was so wrong. (laughs) So (laughs) the technical skills... Um, are not nearly as, as important as the person, you know, the yeah. personality. Right. So what we've done actually is we have this whole like eight step hiring process. And the very first thing that we're looking at is the personality. Obviously, like we have a job post, we got to make sure that they have, you know, some of these technical skills, but we can teach them these things, yeah. right? If they're a jerk, they're always going to be a jerk. Yeah. And we cannot allow those people into our company because it's like a cancer, Right. right. And right. so you got to, you know, do not let those, those bad eggs into your, into your business. Right. Yeah. By, even if you're desperate and you're like, oh, I got these projects 
and you kind of like, well, he's not a perfect, he or she is not a perfect fit, <laughs> right. but because I have all this work, I'll, I, I'll bet you I can make it work. No, absolutely not. It, it, it will kill you in the end. Don't do it, right? So we shifted our focus, right? We, got to, we hire amazing people first, and then you know, we, we train them um, and put them in a position to do these amazing things that yeah, we hired them exactly. to do. Exactly. So like, you know, if you want to go step by step, basically, you know, we send out the job posts, we look at the technical ability, we look at how they respond to the, these, um, you know, the job post, make sure that they, you know, sent the resume the right way and that sort of thing. Send them out an email questionnaire. They have to give us answers back. We look at the timeliness of their answers, how they reply, and then we'll do a quick 15 minute phone interview. Um, basically, I don't even care what the technical answers they give are. It's more like, you know, the vibe, how they communicate, are they nice? We have had people that have been rude, which is like insane. Um, and so, you know, we're constantly just, you know, kicking people out of the process if they don't fit. Um, then we have, um, you know, some technical tests that we have them do. We use a service called Test Dome, T-E-S-T-D-O-M-E. Um, we send them an, uh, uh, an online test that looks at their, like if it's a developer, HTML, CSS, yeah. Yeah. JavaScript. Then we'll give them a personality test actually called a psychometric exam. Very, very helpful. If you've never heard of a psychometric exam, it's one of those things that you must do for every employee. It'll basically look at their personality and it'll tell you where, if there are any red flags right. for that particular position that you're hiring for. So we'll look at that. Then we have an interview with our staff. They interview with at least four people. All four people have to agree that this is going to be an amazing person. Um, and then we ask two questions at the end. Um, you know, would you be, would you want this person on your team and would you be comfortable one day working for that person? Everybody has to say yes. They have any, if anybody, if any one person says no, then we discard that person. Um, and then we give them one final test and after that we hire them. So the process is, you know, it can go quickly. It's usually between two and three weeks before right. we make that hire. Um, you know, but all those steps were, were left with great people because, you know, this is, this is the reason why you need good human beings because one of these days, you're going to have a deadline and your back's going to be up against the wall because something didn't go right. right. And it's going to be Friday and that person's got a birthday party to go to or something, you know, and they, and they need to get home and they're your only hope. And you right. need that person to just be like, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to stay here until this is done. And if you get a selfish person who doesn't care and they're just there for the paycheck, there is no way that they're going to be sticking around. But if you get somebody who's invested and believes in what you're doing and cares about the clients, then they'll, they'll move mountains for you. And that's what we're looking for right now. Right. And, right. and, and also they have to, you have to care about your, your, your colleagues as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, in this space, you know, a lot of the technical people, um, you know, you do get some very selfish kind of like prima donna mentalities. Sure. They're right. where they're like, you know, you need me more than I need you. Right. And, um, Yeah. I, I don't need them. <laughs> so <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we, we, we make sure that we, we weed those people out. All right. Okay. So we're, we're just up at, at time here. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm going to recap quickly uh, to, to sort of go over everything. Uh, so number one, uh, dude outsourced uh, web development and design services provided by great human beings in beautiful Tijuana, Mexico, uh, where the sun is always shining, music is always playing, and um, and and everybody is is happy. Uh, uh, 
and you actually really well articulated, you know, how you deal with setbacks, which is this sort of thinking about what you can control. Like, how do you react to it? How do you fix it? How do you move through it? And you don't worry so much about the fact that it happened. You think about what's, what's next. Yeah. And, and, and then I, and, and then your, your personal experience with, with your, your dad and, and that, and that sense of, of doing what's next sort of helped you connect with, uh, with, with, with somebody who really needed it. And, and, uh, together you will be celebrating your 61st birthday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good way. I never looked at yeah. it that way. Uh, I'm going to text him that and be like, Hey, together we're 61. Yeah. Uh, like, so you guys can say you're thinking about retirement. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Go to the beach. Right. Um, but, but I, but I think this, this, like this all comes together, this whole sense of, of, you know, of problem solving service connection and, and love all comes together in the fact that you hire great people, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of the, like, like that's the distillation of, of all your experiences is that your, your, your emphasis is on creating this, this cohesive unit that cares about your mission and about each other so that they'll do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that every successful company you know, can trace it back to just a love of helping people. Like that's really, that's really what it just comes down to. I think in my opinion, it's like, if you don't really love and care about serving others, you're going to have a very difficult time in the, in the long run. Right. Um, and I care, you know, very deeply about serving our clients and our team and doing something bigger, you know, like all of the big missions that we have. Uh, and I think that that's really helped us a lot. Right. So. Uh, d- dude, I feel the love. <laughs> I'm giving you a virtual hug. All right, that's what. What, what else could I ask for? <laughs> Bro, hugs. So, so uh, Chris Mart- Martinez, Dude Agency. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a terrific conversation. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate being here. Hey, it's Tim. Thanks for tuning into the Killer Report. Your support means a lot. If you liked this episode, hated this episode, whatever. Please leave your feedback at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you do that sort of thing. And if you're one of the brilliant people who love this, think about subscribing. It'll do you good. 